What do you do when you realize that you're a woman trapped in a man's body? What do you do when you realize the man you married is a woman? In this series, we reflect on our past to discuss how we got here and explore where we can go from this point moving forward. Hi, welcome to The Rage. My name is Callista Termini. And I'm Jennifer Termini. And today we are continuing our conversation on BDSM testing or how kinky are you? Yay. <laughs> yeah, golf clap. I know you're excited. Okay, well, we're just, we only got 30% of the way through it. So we're going to just crank through this. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> yep. Okay. So the next question, the last question we had was, um, I would like to be completely tied up during sex and you were a no and I was a yes. So. All right. Okay. The question that followed that was, I enjoy being kept as a pet in a cage, eating out of a bowl, being petted, caressed, etc. Absolutely not. <laughs> Part I enjoy would be the caressing and the petting part, but I'm too dominant to be that submissive. Yeah, and I think it's more like being pet as an animal, you know, and yeah, I'm kind of with you there, like, no, not so much. So we are both on the same page. I'm not your dog or cat. Or and we already cat. established you're not into being a furry, nor am I. No, not my thing. Okay for anybody else, but just not my thing. Um, okay, next question. I love seeing the fear in my partner's eyes when they know I'm going to inflict pain on them. I mean, why are we even doing this list? Absolutely not. Like, yeah. I just imagine that majority of the questions are going to be a hell no for me. <laughs> Well, I think the idea is to, and this is the this is the light test. So um, I guess there's an even more involved test. But anyway, um, a lot of stuff like that is a no for both of us. Um, all right. So next question: I like to be sexually degraded and humiliated by my partners sometimes. No, probably <laughs> not. I want to be praised. I don't want to be humiliated or degraded. Well, you know what I think I'll do is I think I will, you know, some of these questions that we kind of established last time, I will pass over and I will just go to the ones that seem like, oh, here's one that we haven't really ascertained. So um, let me ask you this next question. And no, I don't want to be degraded either. Um, I enjoy playing a different age than what I technically am. No, because to me, that implies being like infantile, like, oh, I'm going to be a little girl or I'm going to be a baby. And I don't I, I, no, I prefer my age and I like acting my age and maybe a little more youthful, but not in the sense that I'm acting like a child or acting different. Or I, it's like I think they want to the subtext here is do you want to be a mommy or do you want to be a baby? with your lover. And I don't, I want to be neither. Yeah. I mean, I guess technically they call it age play. So I see your point. Yeah. I think um, there's diapers and things involved with that. Yeah. Um, okay. So I'm going to. 
<laughs> you know, I was just thinking as we get older, diapers are going to come into play regardless. Of yeah, we want that, not, so yeah. and as we, as we talked about last time, I'm not into, you know, um, you know, the water sports or or any of that stuff. But I guess when I get older, it's going to happen whether I like it or not. Right, that's my point. <laughs> <laughs> going to be unintentional suddenly water sports and uh, age play are going to be a factor like it or not (laughs) (laughs) okay so next question i have plenty of sexual fantasies that i would like to try out more than most of my kinky peers um i'm on the more adventurous side of my friends but i've got a few kinky friends that blow me out of the water so (laughs) (laughs) i'm not i'm pretty mild but i'm on the wilder end of my friend circle okay do you want to name names no (laughs) (laughs) um i i think probably you know again I had seen in the last episode, like, I would like to be tied up. I'd like to be submissive. So while that is a fantasy with me, I definitely think that I'm probably not. I, yeah, I think most people are, I think there's a lot more kinky people out there than I am. Um, Okay. Uh, uh, That's age play question. Um, I could be sexually submissive now and be sexually dominant another time, either to the same or to another partner. I can absolutely do that if that's what's required with my partner. Sure. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, yeah, I don't know. Um, I mean, as I've established the submissive part, but I think for me, the having been assigned male at birth and being put into what would be considered a dominant role for so much is um, there's a dysphoric aspect uh, to that to me. So I don't really think that being dominant for me, it's just, it it just, it feels dysphoric. So I'm probably, I'm, I'm probably unlikely to really be dominant in bed. Agreed. (laughs) And thankfully, I was more the dominant one. So it it wasn't. Okay. Um, It's a person like, you know, that. Right. Okay. So next question. Does that make you uncomfortable? No, no, I think it's true. Oh, because you just kind of like cut me off and like, like, okay, let's move along. Oh, I apologize. I thought you were done. I'm done now. (laughs) Okay. All right. So uh, next question. Um, Living with a group of slaves owned by me and serving me, uh, it says would be my ultimate life goal. But how about just would be a goal of mine, could be a goal of mine. I mean, I can't say I hate the idea of someone bathing me, cooking for me, cleaning for me, getting my clothes out and laying them out on the bed and doing stuff for me. I mean, yeah, I could get used to that. (laughs) Well, um, yeah, but also I think when you have slaves, that means that you also have to attend to them. They're not just laying out your clothes on the bed. You have to, you know, you have to take care of them as slaves. Yeah. 
Mm, okay, I'm going to pass. Yeah, there's work involved. Like having a bunch of children, you know, which is, yeah. you know, I, that's lovely, but mm, a lot of work. Yeah, I mean, if you said, do you want to make Callista? I'd be like, of course I do. <laughs> you know, <laughs> who doesn't? Um, but, you know, to that end, um, you know, it just, it's funny because it made me think about when I was a kid and um, my stepmother, I'm uh, sorry, my stepfather and mother had this dog, really sweet dog, but it was like always just in your face. Like it was so subservient and it really drove me nuts. Like I just was like, go away, leave me alone. Like it was looking for me to like do stuff to with it. And you're um, like, I want you to do stuff for me, dog. I know. And I was just like, go away, leave me alone. Um, and so I kind of was like thinking about like a you know, like that's what a slave would be like to me. Like, no, go find your own life. Um, I mean, I love taking care of my cats. I find a lot of joy in mm -hmm. that, you know, making sure they're okay and feeding them and grooming them. And because there's a reciprocated um, interaction of, of love and affection. Yes. And cats are great. And cats also are like, give, leave me alone. I don't want, you know, you put food out they put a litter box out and they kind of just keep to them, you know, they take care of themselves more so, I guess. Okay. Um, it's no big deal when things I try turn out bad for me. It's part of the risk and it's a necessary part of discovering what works and what doesn't. You mean in the bedroom? In the bedroom. Sure. Experimentation is fine. It's great. I've had some pretty funny, funny moments with things that have gone wrong. And yeah. Yeah. And to be able to laugh about it, I definitely um, incorporate humor in my evening activities. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> so, yeah, give things yeah. a try, have a laugh about it. Who cares? You know, agreed. Yeah, I would agree with that too. Um, you know, it's if you're just going to stick to just one thing and it's all performance based, then you're missing half the fun. I won't go into great, great detail, but I will give one little kind of funny story about, um, have you ever heard of a yoni egg? I think I have. Yeah, I think I know what that is. So somehow this came across my, my world and I'd been hearing about yoni eggs and I'd been hearing Gwyneth Paltrow talking about it. It's like a stone made of quartz or marble or something. And it's in the shape of an egg. And they're stupid expensive too. Are they? Well, you can put them... You insert them into yeah. you, and it's supposed to like strengthen the your pelvic floor, or you know, do something like that. And maybe there's some kind of stimulation involved. So I was just like going, "Wow, that's so interesting! Like, what is what is this?" And I have this rock collection. <laughs> I've got all these crystals <laughs> and rocks. And one day I was kind of looking at the yeah. shelf that I had, and I thought, "I think I have a yoni egg." I think there's a, a yoni egg in my collection. How could this be? Did someone give this to me? And I didn't know. And so anyway, the the I'll cut to the chase, but I decided to give the yoni egg a try. And something happened that surprised me. My <laughs> was with my partner and he surprised me with something. And the yoni egg went shot up. <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh. <laughs> I was not expecting this. And it's like, you have to be really careful because things can go places that you don't expect. And so basically I had to lay a yoni egg to like <laughs> get right with the world again. I was like, wow. You're lucky you didn't take someone's eye out with that thing. <laughs> but we laughed 
for a while. I I can imagine. And that yoni egg has since been shelved and it has not returned. (laughs) Right, (laughs) right. Well, this is true. Like um, sneezing um, is definitely something I have to be careful about. Why? Well, like if I'm, um, well, um, anyway. Water sports? What? No, not water sports, just contraction of muscles. Oh, what happens if you sneeze? Well, anyway, I think I I, I don't want to, it would get a little too salacious, oh, but okay. let's just say stuff has shot. Oh, okay. Out. <laughs> okay. Okay, okay. Um, let's see. Uh, we've already done a pet question. Um, if I could not fulfill all of my partner's sexual desires, I would encourage them to see other people to fill the gaps. No, no, I would, I get too way too jealous about like, I'm not a jealous person, but I would feel unhappy about them getting their needs met with other people would make me sad and make me uncomfortable and piss me off. And and then I would just withdraw. Yeah. Um, I think I have to agree with you there. It's, you know, as a monogamous person, I'm not really into um, polyamory personally. So I would feel like, and, you know, I've expressed before having abandonment and rejection issues, it would definitely trigger a lot of those for me. Um, Okay. Uh, I know people who are very quick to offer their partner to go get things, their needs met by other people. So I know that this and I know it exists in everyday society. It's just not for me. I wouldn't like it. Yeah. Same here. Okay. Next question. Um, I often behave in animalistic ways during sex, growling, howling, etc. No. I don't. No, me neither. Um, no, I mean, human noises, <laughs> you know, but that's about it. Um, okay, uh, let's see. Interesting. I'm seeing the same question repeated. It sounds like, oh, if my sexual desires, so before it was, if I could not fulfill my partner's desires. Okay. If part of my sexual desires are not fulfilled with my partner, I would want to see other people to fill in the gaps. No, I would just communicate with my partner what my desires were. I would ask for my needs to be met. Yeah, I would communicate my needs on my own. Um. That too. Yeah, I would communicate them. And if they still weren't fulfilled, I would probably just fulfill them myself um, and just feel incredibly self-conscious and lonely. Um, (laughs) um, I like it when my partner takes on a nurturing and guiding almost parental role in a relationship. I like nurturing and I like guiding, but I don't like the thought of it being a parental, no. No, a partner, not a parent. Same here. I like nurturing. I like support, um, but I don't want a parent. And in our relationship, I think that that was established. Like I still don't want to be managed by anybody. And sometimes when people are, you know, even with the best of intentions trying to support me, it feels like I'm being managed. Well, that's interesting, though, because you don't want to be managed, but you want to be dominated. 
In so bed. A bit of a strange thing there. No, in bed. Oh. So, you know, um, so this is just, I mean, I guess in, we're talking. In life, you don't want to be managed. In life. Yeah, I, maybe I'm crossing like maybe in nurturing and guiding almost parental role. Well, it says in the relationship. So um, that is more broad. So nurturing and guiding is fine, but not parental. Um, I don't like being told what to do. Um, <laughs> well established. Well established. Okay, next question. I enjoy watching other people being naked or having sex. I wouldn't look away. <laughs> but I don't seek it out. Um, well, what about do you ever watch porn? I've seen it, but it doesn't. I don't seek it out for mm -hmm. pleasure. I, I don't particularly enjoy it. I tend to be a little, uh, it's just like, I'd rather be doing it myself mm -hmm. than watching. Yeah. You know, I would too, um, but I'm not opposed to it. If I find what's going on appealing and attractive, um, I don't have any problem with that. I think my problem with porn is that it's hyper sexualized. Everything is intense. It's fast. It's in your face, literally. And I find it to be sometimes a little violent and sometimes not very connecting. I, I don't, you know, there's not a lot of connection, emotional connection or care being given. It's all very orgasm driven yes. and it's as quick as possible. So that for me is a bit of a turnoff. Agreed. So um, got it. Okay. Next question. If I could make some money selling from selling, uh, sorry, if I could make some money from selling porn clips of myself, I definitely would. No, I would be humiliated, embarrassed. I wouldn't want anyone to know that that was happening, nor would I want to do that. Mm -mm. Um, you know, if... <sighs> I think the thing for me is that if that was my career choice, I could be okay with it um, personally. But as someone, as a therapist and someone who does have ethical boundaries for myself in terms of, you know, making sure that I present myself as, um, I, I just don't feel that that would be in line with with my set of values. And not that there's, I have any problem with anybody else doing that. Um, I just think for myself, it might hurt me in terms of um, my career. And I think that's probably the thing that would stop me the most is, is that. But I wouldn't yeah, necessarily, if, well, and also I don't really think that many people would want to see me selling naked clips of myself. <laughs> I understand that there is a need in the world for that type of work because there are individuals that don't have access to um, get their needs met. And so this is one outlet for them. And I understand there's an industry and, and there is a market for that. And I get it. So I don't condemn people for doing that, but I wouldn't want to do it because I don't want my daughter to see that. I don't want my daughter to see me in that light. And I wouldn't want my parents mm -hmm. to see me. or like you said, professionally other colleagues. So Agreed. I prefer to keep that private. Agreed. Oh, we are talking <laughs> about all this and I'm kind of scratching my head going, are we really doing this? Like, <laughs> is there going to be some type of backlash to this? We'll see. 
I don't think so. Okay. Um, and again, it's just you're just seeing what's right for you, not necessarily, you know, dictating what other people should do. Right. Okay. So um, talking back to one's dominant in a teasingly, teasingly disobeying way should be part of the fun. I like a little banter. Sure. Uh, tease. Sure. Sure. I'm going to push boundaries. Absolutely. Um, okay. I'm going to move on to the next because we have some questions that are repetitive from before. Um, well, we established you don't want to act like an animal, but I enjoy it when my partner plays or acts like a pet animal, dog, cat, pony, etc. Oh my gosh, I have another funny memory. Right <laughs> Do you okay. know what I'm thinking of? Pardon? You know what I'm thinking of? I have a funny memory when we first started dating. And we went to San Francisco. Mm -hmm. We were staying at a friend of mine's apartment, just the two of us. And I'd had a little bit too much to drink. And my idea of trying to seduce you was acting a bit like a lioness or a tiger or something. <laughs> I was like, yeah, just... I don't think I ever did that since because I was so embarrassed that I did that. <laughs> it was so silly. It just didn't. Um, yeah. That was Make a the noise. noise. Make the noise that you made. <laughs> that, right? Yeah. And, <laughs> and what was my response? I think you were just like kicked me away and said, you know, go to sleep or something. Or you might have said, you know, here, kitty, kitty, come on. You know, I don't remember. <laughs> like well, I said, I it was a bit of a. The I, didn't, a bit of a blur. I didn't kick you away. Um, you teased me about it the next day. I did. I said, ooh, kitten's got claws. <laughs> so I played into it. It was fun. Yeah, but you were definitely trying to do this cat seduction thing. Yeah, and I don't think I had my balance very well. So I think I was kind of like, right. Right. I'm going to get you. <laughs> exactly. Um <laughs> But I didn't embarrass you. I definitely played into it, but it was still also like, what is it you think you're doing? Yeah, I didn't even know. <laughs> um, okay, uh, let's see. My light seems to be getting a lot brighter all of a sudden, doesn't it? Probably because it's getting darker in the room. Maybe light is changing. Okay. Um, I could not always be dominant or always submissive. I need both. Yeah, agreed. I'm not a one-trick pony. I like different things. You're not a one-trick kitten. Right. <laughs> um. Okay. I. You know. Again, I think I established like the whole dominance thing uh, is too. It reminds me too much of um, my past. So, yeah. Um, okay, let's see. Uh, we don't need to talk about degrading. Um, well, what about you? I will naturally take on a nurturing and guiding, almost parental role in a relationship. I do tend to lean that way in life. I do tend to be very nurturing and I will guide. Mm -hmm. someone who I feel is struggling in all aspects of life. Mm -hmm. So I guess, yeah, I can do that. 
You know, it's interesting because as much as saying like in the bedroom, being I prefer being submissive, there's a lot of areas in my life where I just don't want to have to be the person who's making decisions all the time. And sometimes I feel like I have to make about certain things like where to go to eat and I just don't want to. Um, but like with respect to our daughter, for example, um, and again, I recognize that's a different type of relationship. Um, being parental is absolutely part of the job and I have no problem with that. So I definitely think it depends on the person. Um, you know, and I would say definitely with like my clients in some ways, while I'm not their parent, it definitely is a nurturing and guiding role with a lot of empathy. And there are some clients who need some adulting work uh, and help with that and where it does require me to be a little bit more uh, forceful. And I have no problem with that in that role because I'm showing up as a leader. But I think in my uh, romantic relationship, maybe because I feel like I'm doing so much of that, it's like I don't want that to be one more thing where I have to, like, when is it time for me to be able to just have somebody who makes decisions for me? Um, yeah, I think that's a huge part of it. I think you want to relax. You want to sit back. You want to be taken care of because you do make a lot of decisions. So that, that makes a lot of sense. Mm -hmm. um, next question. I want my partner to serve me and address me as superior. No. Now I want to be, you know, um, appreciated and I want to be loved and I want to be told nice things, but I don't need to be told I'm superior. I'd actually, I really prefer being more of an equal, even though I, I like to be a little more uh, dominant and assertive in general, I really consider myself an equal in every aspect with everybody. Mm -hmm. Well, I have no problem being treated like the queen that I am. So that's fine with me. <laughs> um, you may address me as your highness or Lady Callista. Um, but no, I think seriously, I do. I want to have equality in the relationship. And I do want it to be a, a give and take. Um, and so, no, I don't want to be, you know, again, I don't like when people are subservient. Um, so that wouldn't work for me either. Okay, uh, last question. I want to meet more like-minded, kinky people, and I am willing to put effort into that. Oh, goodness. Um, no, I got enough kinky kink in my life. I got enough friends that have kinky stories. I don't need to attract any more. In fact, we, you and I went to a, a bondage bar at some point a couple of times in our marriage. And while it was fascinating to watch and see because I like people and I'm infinitely curious about why people do what they do. It only took a couple of times for me to go, mm, yeah, you know, this is not my world. When I saw someone being hung up on hooks and I saw someone being electrocuted, that one wasn't so scary because it was like mild electrocution with this like big orb. And that seemed more like just skin stimulation, but the hooks in the skin and the person hanging there, I was like, get me to the exit door as fast as possible. Like, I think I stood way, way, way back and I was watching, but I didn't want anyone to see me or say, hey, how about you? Let's come up here and get on the hooks. I was like, no, 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 no. 
I don't remember seeing hooks. You don't remember that? It was upstairs. And then there was a, another room that had like a wheel of fortune kind of a thing where a person was strapped to it like a, like this, you know? Yeah. And they were rotating the wheel and they were like lightly flogging them. And I remember know, that. that. Was, that was fine. As long as it's not cutting the skin. Right. Bringing blood, br- creating welts. I'm not into any of that, but I, I don't want to be strapped to the wheel of fortune <laughs> or misfortune depending on you know what yeah, you're into no. <laughs> um well that's the last question i had um oh it, but also for me to answer it um yeah i i think i'm i'm good i'm good where i am too i'm not like looking to engage in um the bdsm community um i think it's great and it's wonderful but as I am right now, I don't have time for much anything, let alone uh, that. So um, what I did enjoy the part that I was excited about was the dress up. Yes. The Halloween aspect of it, like the costumes, a little bit of like the light role play. Um, I liked the corsets, the boots. I liked, you know, the makeup. I liked all of that sort of visual fantasy was very fun. Mm-hmm. And I liked, I do like things that are a little bit of element of surprise, you know, like ice cubes or feathers or um, lotions that heat up or, you know, like things that vibrate, things that, you know, things that are just more um, stimulate that do not cause harm. Fair enough. Um, I, I think I'm with you there. So, and I and I would go back to some of those clubs uh, again because it was fun. Um, but it is. It's just more about dressing up and having fun and doing that than it is about um, a lifestyle per se. So. Yeah. And at one point you went to the bathroom and I was standing there alone at the bar and I looked very much like a character from Blade Runner and someone approached me and said, Hey, how are you? And I immediately, my heart dropped. I started sweating. I was like, I'm not meant for this world. Like, don't <laughs> talk to me. like you're not supposed to notice me. I'm just supposed to be a, a, a watcher. Like I didn't actually want to be engaged in the world and so I really panicked when I got approached by someone and they were probably just coming to say hi but I didn't know I was on high alert like oh no yeah I get you You know I look like I'm good to go but nope nope (laughs) (laughs) there you go um well that concludes the test this was on the bdsmtest.org website where we did this um interestingly enough like I just filled out like, no, 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 like not interested in uh, just to get through the questions. But what I will say is that interestingly, what I'm seeing is that there are different names uh, based on how you answered the test, like experimentalist, daddy, mommy, rigor, primal, exhibitionist, voyeur, switch, submissive, slave, all these other names um, that I wasn't even aware of, like brat tamer. Um, so what may be interesting is for you and I, uh, to go through and do the test, answer the questions for ourselves, and just res- and get our actual results and then report back, like what would 
uh, our actual results tell us about who we are. Yeah, we could also just put that in the comments, you know, later and we could link the test so other people, if they want to take it to see, you know, where they fall on that spectrum. Yeah, well, let's do that. And let's also just mention it um, in one of our episodes, maybe, but it won't be the subject of an episode. Yeah, I think we've um, I think we've whipped this one. Into the- <laughs> well. Yeah, exactly. We've milked it for all it's worth. <laughs> yep. Well, anyway, um, we hope you enjoyed this episode. If you enjoy, if you did enjoy it and you would like to see more, please hit the subscribe button below. Uh, like and share and comment. I just recently saw like a bunch of comments that had come in like four months ago, three months ago, and somehow they they missed me. So I've been like, after the fact, going back and responding to people like, hey, I'm so sorry. I'm just now seeing it. Um, so anyway, I we really do our very best to answer your um, your comments and questions. So keep coming. Thank you. Yes. Thank you so much. And thank you to our patron supporters, uh, Patreon patrons. Uh, we you never do... get to get comfortable with that. You're always going to never No, It's always going to be a thing. And that will just be part of the appeal of everybody coming here and watching to the end every week. So thank you. We appreciate you so much. Uh, If you would like to contribute to everything that we try and do here, please go to our patron site. Uh, The information is in the links below. So thanks again, everyone. And we will see you next time. Take care. Bye. Thank you for tuning into The Rage. If you haven't done so already, please hit the like, share and subscribe button now. We truly appreciate all your wonderful support. Find us on social media at The Rage Episodes and leave us a comment. We'd love to hear from you. Want to get more involved? Join us on Patreon. Supporters receive extra benefits as well as access to member-only content. Thanks again and have a beautiful day.